Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live. Okay, actually, we're not recorded live. We're in like four different locations. It's brought together by this genius technological advancement. Jerry doesn't understand it, but we'll get him through it. Here he is, Jerry Springer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, uh, tonight's going to be different. And uh, and I'm excited about it, not just as a host, because tonight I'm coming to this show as a fan, as a fan of our guests. Um, if you are anywhere near my age, um, which is 78, um, th- the concept of folk music had was an integral part of us growing up into young adulthood and on this podcast, which we've been doing for eight years, normally we start off with, uh, you know, I give a five-minute commentary um, with, with a political edge, and uh, but it's a commentary, obviously, using words. But so much of communication is not just words, but words accompanied by music. Well, let me say then the music which is then accompanied by some words. That's how movements communicate. Oftentimes, when the words were tried to be silenced, it was just the music, whether it was singing going on in the cotton fields or whether it was singing as you were marching uh, in Selma, Alabama. And tonight, we have been attached to an organization called Music to Life. The father of the movement is literally an icon. It's probably the most exciting for me musician I've ever met. And there was this group, I don't know, it didn't, you know, I think they were called Peter, Paul, and Mary. Anyway, we have with us Noel Paul Stuckey, who is the Paul of Peter, Paul, and Mary. And not just that they had hit records in the 60s or what have you, it's that they gave birth or they were the poets of a movement which changed our culture or made it more conscious of what we were doing and how it was affecting other people. He and his daughter, who frankly is the brains of the outfit, uh, Liz, his daughter Liz, is have started his organization called Music to Life, and what they do is they they find artists who are willing to give some of their time and resources to social causes. It is God's work, and so joining us first, and he's got some people he's bringing on, young musicians today that are or will be the Peter, Paul, and Mary of this generation, and as well as the next generation that looks back on what these these performers have done. But I want to bring to the microphone now, and thank you so much for joining us, and I'll ask for your autograph later. Uh, But here is uh, uh, Noel Stuckey, and... uh, uh, tell us a little bit, if you would, how the overview of music to life, how you got it started, you and your daughter, Liz. What is the purpose? Oh, Jerry, what a great intro. My head is about five feet wide now, and I'm going to do my best to narrow it down to my mouth so I can talk on this microphone. Well, you never wear that good looking, but go ahead. <laughs> 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 the the concept of music to life really originated with Liz, though it never found, uh, how shall I say, a foundation in an organization until after she approached me and said, with the fact that she'd loved the music that the trio had done that saluted the concerns of the world around us. And she said, uh, Dad, I, I want to start this group and, and, and I, uh, this organization. And, um, and I said, honey, I've got 
public public foundation money that I can lend to it. So let's start off, and we did in Kerrville, Texas, uh, before the turn of the century. You remember that? Turn of the century? (laughs) (laughs) Which, into the 20th or into the 21st? (laughs) Okay, all right, all right, all right, into the 21st. But anyway, in the 1900s, we created a songwriters contest uh, out of Kerrville and showcased the 10 top folks who had written songs of social concern. And it was brilliant. And think about it. You go to this concert, right? You know there are 10 artists on the on the on the program and they each have one song each that they sing that salutes some aspect of the world in which we live which you know in some instances causes some concern in some instances causes some allegiance in some instances causes humor these were great showcase concerts from Kerrville and over a period of 10 years i mean well into the zips now we're into 2000s um, these contests went on and we had uh, records that we created, uh, CDs that we created. You remember CDs, don't you, Jerry? That was before yeah. streaming, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> still is... with eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, the fact is, Liz began, I, I would say you grew impatient, honey, but you grew more focused on the artist's themselves. And she realized that these artists are not just musicians. They're musicians whose calling to create these tunes came from a much deeper source, a desire to help their communities, to help the nation, to help. So we begin to readdress what the purpose of Music to Life was about. And at that point, I think then Liz became as you said, the brains of the outfit. Because I'm still, you know, I'm an 84-year-old, there's no business like show business, you know, with with over with overtones of social concern. You know, I'm yes. not denying the fact that I, you know, have a hand in what this world is and what it can be and what my hopes and aspirations for it are. But Liz saw these individual performers as, as dedicated people folks who wanted to take, who wanted to live their music in their communities. And that means more than just a rubber chicken dinner benefit, you know, where, and here she is, da 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 so give please to this. <laughs> this was, this was a hands-on operation, went into prisons. This is a hands-on operation that went into the homelessness areas. These are folks so dedicated and so so deserving of the kind of support that music to life is engendered from and I'll let Liz do the payoff here I won't I won't give away who the biggest uh, donor has become but it is a privilege really to look at your offspring like Liz and shake your head and wonder uh, because of where she has taken a good idea and made it spectacular. Amen. And Noel, I can say you are the father. (laughs) Yes, you could say that. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. I'm sorry. Liz. (laughs) Go ahead, Liz. Well, that's so Uh sweet. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I remember we got interviewed for Vermont Public Radio once and, and I think they brought us in because of these two sides of the, of the visionary coin, like, you know, sort of the, on the, on the one hand, obviously the, the, the roots and the perspective and the history and, and the, um, just the wisdom that dad was bringing in. On the other hand, I, you know, I'm bringing my MBA, I'm bringing my, um, sort of future vision of sort of and and I've been I've been backstage girl for for years and I I've, I've sort of watched the the kind of behind the scenes dreams and hopes and visions that that kind of don't always come through on stage or as you said dad through a song or whatever and and so to help make those kind of dreams and visions real is just it's really really powerful I mean anybody that's worked in kind of a uh, frankly, a, a venture world or an entrepreneurial world. I mean, you were you were looking for a word. These are entrepreneurial change makers. I mean, these are folks that really are striving to make a living making change. 
And the idea that I could sort of help them do that in, in, you know, and be really intentional about their music and their work. It's not that, Hey, charity concerts are great. You know, donating a percentage of your ticket sales to charity is great. Writing an, you know, writing a song as these artists have about the, the issue is great. But if you can then live through your music, as you said, that was so beautifully said, sort of live, make it live through your music, then great. And we want to, we are, I mean, we're rapidly becoming the hub of musical activism, sort of at, at all gener, you know, for certainly for all genres, um, but also for kind of any generation, artists can kind of step into the work that we do and be, be a mentor or, you know, um, uh, be part of a training program or, um, we're starting a speakers bureau, you know, where we're sort of placing these artists again intentionally in educational settings, or as you said, you know, they're going into prisons or whatever. Like we want to help them, yeah, sort of thrive, thrive, not just survive, right? In in mm. being these change agents. So, well, but yeah, but you didn't say that. You didn't say the big news, Liz. Oh well, okay. And having worked at the grassroots level on this. Um, Doggedly for for years and years, we were we've recently been recognized by the Mellon Foundation, the largest arts and culture funder in the country um, that is now underwriting our training program so that we can uh, bring in about 50 artists a year uh, around the country and travel to um, all over the place. And so, my you know, the goal here is to have. Wow. Programs like the ones that, you know, we run our training programs to train musician change makers to have them in every state of the country. So that's wow. Congratulations. That's a, yeah. a, a oh, man. Liz, you and I talk pretty regularly. And uh, so I followed this as well. And that's a big jump forward. And congratulations to you and Noel for getting that to happen. It's huge. And we have an amazing team. Let me just tell you, Jerry mentioned where everybody's from on this call, but our team, we have somebody in L.A., we have somebody in San Antonio, we have somebody in Montreal, and we have somebody outside of Washington, D.C. And we are five women total running this thing and doing a nice. great, great job. So shout out to the Music to Life team because they're- Well, Jerry, amazing. can we mention, uh, we have, just to make this happen tonight, we have uh, of the people, and we're looking at this on a Zoom call and there are boxes, you know, uh, TV frames, if you will. So we have represented here, Maine, Vermont, Florida, Cincinnati, Kentucky, Kansas City. But I want to mm. raise a quick question. I don't see Ellie. David, did we lose Ellie's connection? No, she's oh, there. Ellie's there. Ellie, we've got Ellie. Okay, good, yeah. good. I, I wasn't seeing, I'm not seeing her. And, <laughs> yeah, her sound is on it, yeah. Yeah, she's doing the fish for us, by the okay, way, yeah. folks. Uh -huh. Well, it was, it was scaring me because I had I was trying to work up a workaround to make sure that she's <laughs> represented. But, yeah. hey, Jerry, what would you think, because we asked these folks to send us some music. Yeah, let's listen. To, yeah. How about if we do this? We have, because I think the whole point of tonight is that Noel Paul Stuckey has created an organization that, as you said earlier, picks up on their spirit of the 1960s, where Peter, Paul, and Mary took some of their time, some of their talent, some of their resources, and dedicated that to making, changing the culture, helping the culture, social change. And these young artists who we're about to introduce are doing the same in 2022, but as maybe a lead-in to bringing them on and hearing a cut samples of their music, yep. what if we played uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary mm -hmm. performed, Noel, am I right, on the mall? Isn't this the, we're going oh, to sure. talk about if I had a hammer. Great. Yeah. And, and Noel, can you set this up for us where the recording we're about to hear came from where? <laughs> Well, Lincoln Memorial, 1963, the March on Washington, Martin yeah. Luther King, I Have a Dream. Wow. Uh, and most people don't know that there was a rehearsal. I mean, you'd think, you know, that the, an event as momentous as this would have its own persona. But in fact, we all congregated in front of the Washington Monument, and we went through every step of the program. Martin delivered his beautiful speech, wow. which he did again. But, okay, so what was the purpose of, uh, you know, getting together? Just organization? I think so, but on a really cosmic level, it just galvanized us all. We all knew as we marched from there 
to the Lincoln Memorial what this was about. And when we got there, uh, you know, we all had our turns uh, to speak or to sing. And Mary turned to Peter uh, and myself and said, we are watching history. Yeah. I, Boy, that, that yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of observation was just, I don't know, amazing to me. It's very, very unusual, I think, to be in the moment and then beyond it as well, you know. Yeah, and, and to recognize that it is the moment. Yeah. It was indeed, yeah. Okay, so we're going to hear it now. Here we go. And now, a group of singers who have come to help express and song what this great meeting is all about. I give you now Peter, Paul, and Mary. That the fact that radio had embraced the reawakening of America's concerns about uh, civil rights, about and then ultimately human rights, was pretty remarkable a coincidence. You know, I mean, that could have happened in a vacuum or just be reported as a news. But the yeah. fact that the song was able to be sung by those two hundred and fifty thousand people, you know, at the march. That was that was a coming together of spirits that was un, uh, unprecedented. Well, for much of America, you brought that into mainstream. You, because yeah, it, all of a sudden it became popular music, not just a song you sang, not to belittle it, but not just songs that are sang at, sang at protest. Uh, in other words, people that weren't necessarily political, people that hadn't even given any thought to that. All of a sudden, the music of the day, whether it's you guys or Dylan, yeah. and we lived cultural, political issues back then. It wasn't just something you studied in school. It became our lives right. because of the civil rights movement, because of the Vietnam War. All of a sudden, we were in it, and you were the music for it. We were very fortunate uh, in terms of uh, the timing and our mentors, you know, I mean, Woody and Josh 
and okay. uh, Pete Seeger. I mean, all of those who who gave us so much music to draw upon. And then the circumstance, you know, I mean, El Salvador, you know, the the troubles that the country was facing. And, you know, you made a point a little bit earlier, and I think it's so astute, Jerry. There's something about music that unlocks the human heart and gives it, uh, I don't know, it connects it with the brain and gives it the opportunity to learn. Uh, just as a, I know this is off track, but I got to say it. Uh, Betty, my wife, uh, recently watched a video where a guy goes into a home of people who have Alzheimer's disease. They're just, you know, they're, Bondo, they're yeah. bent over. They're not. They're not communicating at all. He gives them earphones, plays them music, and they come alive because music speaks to that deeper part of us. Oh, and wow. that's why I think music to life has such an important role to play in in acquainting us with those issues that are all around us and restoring us to our better choices. Yeah, and it's. Every cause, I mean, religion has forever used music to get its followers. You know, it's it's like you could go and talk to a lot of the people in these marches or whatever. And if you try to have a discussion with them about what's at stake here and what the issues are and how we can do it this way, they, they glaze over. But they get the song. They get the music. And, mm. you know, isn't that the the history in the last 20 years of rap? Mm. All of a sudden, a whole community is suddenly getting communication, telling the rest of the world, hey, pay attention, you white guys. <laughs> you know, it's it wakes us up. Yes. Who else it did does. you bring with you? You mean today that yes. we're showing yes. off? Yes. That's part of our yes. part of our corral. And there's an album. Okay, Hope yeah. Rises 2. Which, yeah. So, you should have heard the first one, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> you should have heard the first one. It was beautiful. Okay. As a matter of fact, fact if you call now, we will put. <laughs> That's matter not of fact, in the next Grace, 60 seconds. Yeah, go ahead. Grace, weren't you, on, weren't you on the first album as well? I was. I'm on Hope Rises 1 and 2. You are quite amazing, my dear. You <laughs> truly are. Yeah. that You were with Brian Claflin. Yes, our song, yeah. I'm Gonna Walk It With You. Yeah, which, which, which talked about going through hardships, you know, going through trials, tribulations, and uh, and there's nothing like the, you know, the companionship. Uh, to get us through those times, the yeah. solidarity. The solidarity, that's exactly what I was going to say. Knowing that through hard times, you're never alone. And that we yeah. as a community come together through music, through activism, through food, through all the things and lift each other up. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting bridge. I'm going to have to jump in here, guys. Everybody's talking, but I don't know if I'm supposed to jump in, if I'm okay. supposed to wait for yes, my turn. Yes, yes, you're <laughs> okay. in. No, well, you're just in. because the, we want to make sure we have enough time here for Up, which sure. is the which is the song <laughs> on the album. And you just you just pitched that one, Ellie, um, <laughs> sort of rising up, because that's a, that's in a, in a similar vein, that's her song on this particular on this album so um so Let's i don't know if we want to, to go it. into that well but we haven't introduced lauren and lauren's an important voice in this too and so i just want to make sure that we say hello hello hello, hello. lauren well uh, and, and i i just want to can i jump in to introduce sorry gene's stopping me gene's slowing me down no, no, I'm just going to say, let's let's give this quick overview. We have two artists. Yes. You've heard right. the voice of Ellie Grace, and she yes. is from Kansas City. And uh, we're going to hear a song of hers uh, called Up. But we also uh, have uh, Lauren, and Lauren Adams is from Oakland, California. And both Lauren Adams and Ellie Grace were winners of a contest essentially that got them along with uh Liz how many other artists 12 or how many total actually they're a total of 16 okay so there are 16 company. artists on hope rises too so one of the things and, and so we're gonna well first of all hello Lauren how are you 
Jean, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, yeah. Paul, Liz, hello, everyone. Um, Hi, it's, it's an honor to be here. Really is an honor to be amongst like-minded folk who are really trying to change the world legitimately. So hey, I appreciate I that. have to ask you something, Lauren, and maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie, the same question. So Jerry and I, I'm 79, Jerry's 78. Noel has said he's 84. So we're all of the generation where we saw it in real time. Yeah. So we 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 watched this happen in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You guys obviously weren't around, but when you hear, and it's not the first time you heard, if I had a hammer, I know. No. And no. you both, you guys, I'll assume, knew who Peter, Paul, and Mary were, your musical people. But uh, how do you feel when here you sit with Noel Paul Stuckey and you are doing in 2022, in a sense, Ellie and Lauren, what those guys did back in the 60s using, as Jerry wonderfully described it, is this universal soul tapping vehicle called music. Mm-hmm. And like has been said, it's special. Yeah. How do you feel standing on the shoulders of the folks, uh, Richie Havens, Odetta, Kingston Trio, Peter, Paul and Mary, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez. There's a whole slew of them. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Lauren? Do yeah. you want to start, Lauren? Yeah, well, first, let me just say, I remember learning that song, If I Had a Hammer, when I was in preschool. And yeah. <laughs> I remember learning that um, and my educators there were, you know, telling us why we were singing the song, explaining it, unpacking it. Um, And I just remember how empowered I felt, I think, thinking Mm -hmm. that this is a song that can, and songs like it, right? These are the things that move me to want to do great things in the world, to want to show up for my community in the way that um, uses music, uses art to get folks' attention, but also to activate what's already inside. And so I remember as we were playing the the song earlier, I'm thinking of back when I was in preschool and how that was activating Hmm. something in me at at a young age, right? I didn't think, oh, this group was, you know, my time or anything like that. It was just, and I think that's the beautiful thing about creating music that is lasting and uh, sustainable, if you will. because it literally can carry on for generation after generation because of what the essence of the song is about. Um, and that will always be true. So for me to be able to now not no longer in preschool, <laughs> but actively, you know, working within my craft um, with the same legacy in mind, with the same um, with the same fervor, I want to say to actually make something happen um, that I haven't seen in my lifetime, right? But that I also want to uh, experience in my lifetime. I don't want to, you know, make these songs and never see uh, what they come to be later on. And so it's a blessing to have you, Paul. You're saying you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 84. That's such a that that says a lot. Yes, about how you have cared for yourself, but I do believe it has a lot to do with the goodness you've also put into the world over the years. And so, yeah, it's, it's an honor to do it. It, when I recognize uh, spaces like music to life who are doing their part to help artists like me continue to use my voice um, in a way that activates my community. um, Yeah. It just, it's a no brainer for me to show up (laughs) and be present for it. So yeah, that's what it feels like. (laughs) Okay, so uh, what I think we should do now is right after hearing you, I want to now hear your music, and then you know, and and then we'll go to Ellie. But that's a perfect introduction to the song that is on your album, uh, Hope Rises, uh, Hope Rises Two, and the name of that song, which I heard this afternoon, blew me away. I swear wow. to God, it blew me away. Wow, she complied. The name of the song. Yeah, she complied. And let him buy and let her buy 
Tell me why, oh tell me why They killed my brother, my sister, my mother Killed my father and his grandfather God our father in the big blue sky Hear our cry Hear our cry Hear our cry Father in the big blue sky. Here I cried, got a father in the big blue sky. Here I cried, got a father in the big blue sky. Oh, what a lament. That's wonderful. Oh, oh man. It, it takes it's a lament, Paul. That's exactly what it is. It takes yeah. your breath away. It takes your breath yeah. away. Wow. Mm. Thank you. Did you do all those voices in the background? <laughs> I'm one of the voices in the background. I'm the lead vocal. And then uh, the two other members of Soul Development, uh, Felicia Gangloff, Gangloff Bailey and Brittany Tanner are singing along with me in that harmony. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. that's the name of your group, Soul Development. Soul right? Development. I actually brought them with me. This is our album <laughs> cover. Oh, yeah. yeah so you can see it on Facebook. On Facebook, you can see. Facebook, you can see. Yeah, it's um, our lead MC, Kariga Bailey, Felicia Gangloff, Gangloff Bailey, and Brittany Tanner and myself. We make up what we'd call Soul Development, and it's spelled S-O-L um, because it stands for Source of Light. And that's what we try to develop in all of us is just activating and developing our light so that we can shine. We truly believe that there's not enough darkness in the world to put out the light of even one candle. So we always say, never be afraid to let your light shine. And we believe that someone said earlier, we live this music. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Amen. you heard the lamenting, Paul, because we've, we've had to do some <laughs> mighty <l> lamenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You know, I, I was just thinking, and, and then I, I want to get to Ellie and, and hear her story and, and her music. Uh, but uh, Lauren, I, I just had this crazy, you know how at a presidential inauguration, they always have some poet there or some, mm. some singer, whatever. Uh, if I had become president, I want you to know you would have sung at my inauguration. Okay? Wow. Yeah. Now Listen. you feel guilty not having voted for me. President? <laughs> well, just a smidge now. Now, yeah, just, yeah. Don't let it get to be more than a smidge. Okay. And now let let's go up to uh, Ellie and and Ellie. People should see your your video as well as, you know, the uh, Hope Rises 2 album, um, which I hope people purchase. And which and, is on our website. So if you go to jerryspringer.com, we have links yeah. for all, for their merch, for their album, to sign up for their event. Go, Jerry. Sorry. Yeah. And when you talk about talent, you know, there's a difference between people becoming well-known, becoming, quote, celebrity. And then, and I kind of have benefited from that aura of being well-known. And then you meet someone like you with talent. And it's like <laughs> actual talent. This is Imagine really that. embarrassing. <clears throat> this is, you know, uh, and, and, and while, and then I'll, I'll give it to you because I'd like to hear your background. But while you were performing your, your song on this album, you were clogging. Uh, and you know, the only time I the only thing that clogs in me are my arteries. But, <laughs> I thought you're gonna say your toilet, <laughs> but I'm yeah. Home, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you, you know more about me than you should. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Can I mention Metamucil? No, yeah. so uh, yeah, what, so what's with me, go ahead. Asking, uh, asking about let's let's move on from the clogging, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> asking about um. Kind of how it feels to be on yeah. the on the shoulders of someone like like Noel. So I'm a second generation folk musician. Wow. Um, so my parents played. They mm. were part of the same movement of music, um, combining the kind of protest music of the 60s and 70s with yes. 
traditional Appalachian music and mm. well, clogging, things like that. So I have this sure. really interesting um, kind of combination of these different backgrounds. And I feel like music from people like Peter, Paul and Mary is part of my music because it's what informed my parents. And then I grew up in a family band traveling all over the country. Oh, um, wow. I've been performing since I was a small child. Um, but the music of that time that made my parents who they are, um, both musically and as activists, um, is is flowing in my blood and coming out in the music that I write. It's just the music I write is from the lived experience. And mm. a lot of people think that I hear a lot like, oh, there was such great protest music and in in the history, in the past. And um, what Music to Life is doing is so important because it's bringing awareness to the fact that this is still very much alive and happening. There are people writing music of their lives, of their struggle, um, like me as yeah. a queer woman, what what my life is, what my fight is, what my way is that I speak to people and lift them up. Like that music is happening and music to life is bringing it to the light. Yeah. Ellie, can I ask you a quick, a quick question before we hear a song from you? We thought Jerry and I in our generation, and I have a daughter, I have a son and a daughter, both in their 40s. And my daughter, who is uh, politically pretty active and sensitive to this stuff, has communicated to me over the years, man, I wish I had been around in your generation. It's almost like she laments that she missed the opportunity, that the 60s were unique because the challenges were so great. The call to actions were so great. It sounds like you feel, and, and by the way, if I got you right, I'm going to agree with you. Today, 2022, is is ripe for the, it calls for this music with these messages, using music as its universal language. It's still relevant today. Would you say so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I personally think the relevance of music to reach people's hearts and open their minds will never die. Okay. Um, I just, I think there's less awareness of it. What Noel was talking about, how it happened to be the popular music of the day in his time. I would say there's just as much, maybe more kind of grassroots bubbling up. It's just not on your mainstream radio. Um, so it is there if you because look for it. Yes, because we don't have mainstream radio anymore. Yes. What has happened, the difference between Noel's or my generation and your generation is back then, everyone watched the same three television stations and all the radio stations virtually played the same top 40 or the top 20 and became the top 10 so that the whole country was involved with whatever was going on in the country. Yeah. Now... You know, you got every all these kinds of avenues for communication and music that it's very hard to get a large, large, large audience. You know what I think might change that, Jerry? It just occurred to me while you were talking. Voice of America. Do you remember? I mean, that yeah, that was yeah. that was the leading radio station in all the European countries immediately sure, following the Second World War. Yeah. We wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a Voice of America community radio station that broadcast to all of the states and you could depend on them to play a variety of music, to integrate music of concern and uh, and issues with popular music, with the news broadcasts, with, uh, you know, podcasts. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a place, a central place to go? Well, the that, closest to that is satellite radio. You serious? You think? Yeah, in terms of all the options are there, and I'm is not that saying a pun? they all. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they'd want it to be a pun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In other words, you've got that is one location people can go to, but you've got 180 or whatever number of channels, so 
Right. I guess it's uh, against what I just said because I, I th- still I think not going reason, to one place. Yeah, I think the reason that I think that's possible is because I live in a small town uh, with a community radio station called WERU, which will play mm. the heck out of uh, Hope Rises too, uh, and they're on the web. And as Jerry pointed out, there is no radio really, uh, no single station, but. To go streaming now, you could be anywhere and have a following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the things I think is actually beautiful about this era that we're in is that there, I would say, are many more voices. So yes, we don't have our Peter, Paul, and Mary, but we have so many voices speaking of the deep lived struggle of Ellie you are so right yeah yeah and talented voices i mean yeah. really polished musicians very very and and f- f- oh so edgy so funny so heartfelt so diverse and that's really what i think liz has pulled together in this hope rises too i mean there's a 16 artists and they represent nationalities, cultures, points of view. Fantastic. Run that by us. Before Ellie does her tune, Liz, tell yeah. tell us about these 16 artists. I have the statistics right here. Funny, you should ask. Um, <laughs> they're, they're pretty well divided. Um, uh, we have seven. So of the 16, we've got like seven that are 35 to 60, six that are 21 to 34 and three that are over 60, just to give you a sense of like where that, cause we've been talking about kind of generations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and older, you know, so we've really, we've got a whole bunch that are right in that kind of young to middle, you know, to middle aged sort of area. And then human rights is the number one topic followed by, um, we have a category called sort of activism and inspiration, which is actually where LA song kind of falls in racial justice, unity, and then environmental justice and civil rights. So those are some of the issue, the topic areas. Um, nine women identifying, five men identifying, and two non-gender specific. Um, so that's how the that's how the gender sort of identification wow, falls that's out. That's wonderful. You, that you really did break it down. Four yeah. Americana, four rap hip hop, three folk, two R and B, two world, and one pop. Who and a partridge in a pear tree. Exactly. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Six, six in the West, three in the Northeast, three in the South, two in the Midwest, and two in Canada. There we go. That's it. That's my report. <laughs> <laughs> and Let's one hear. advantage, and yeah, and, uh, go, Let's, one advantage of the current era that didn't take place back in, in the 60s is our whole culture, including, including entertainment and music, is going through democratization. It used to be that, you know, the whole history of entertainment for thousands of years where you have someone on stage or in the arena or on the athletic field performing and the audience was sitting and observing, watching. All of a sudden came talk radio. And suddenly with talk radio, the entertainment were the callers calling in mm-hmm. and the comments they would make. Mm. And then we went to Phil Donahue and it be on television. And the, the, the magnet was he would go out into the audience and talk to the audience. And then all of a sudden you had interactive television where the people at home would become the entertainers, whether it was American Idol or whatever. And I'm not saying... The level of talent improved, but all of a sudden, it wasn't just a few executives in New York or in Hollywood deciding who our next stars would be. The people voted. Mm-hmm. They voted for who their favorite was. They, mm-hmm. You were voted off the island or out of the house or whatever. It's all become. So now an organization such as this, you don't have to wait for a major Hollywood producer or someone in in, uh, Nashville or wherever or in Detroit to say, you're our next star. No, anyone get out there. There are avenues now to produce your entertainment and 
the people will vote. And if they want you, you're the star. You don't have to hope that the executive with the big cigar is saying, hey, kid, you're my next star. You know what I mean? So that's the plus of today. And now we're going to hear some of that. This Mm -hmm. is really performing up. And I hope that you go to the website so you can see, see her perform as well as listen to it because it's mesmerizing. Here is Ellie singing Up. Get up in the morning, tell me, what can you do to keep on moving forward after all that you've been through? You kept that broken heart of yours beating through the night, so get head up in the morning and get ready for the fight. Get Rise up, my brothers, stand up, all my neighbors, and hold up, watch your love rise up from your troubles and face another day. I know your path is rough and rocky, but you'll slowly find your way to a place a little clearer, to a heart open wide. Rise up from your troubles. Shout out that that's yeah. my sister Leela Grace and my cousin oh. Kelly Bosworth singing oh. with me. Hey, hey, Jerry. Yes, yes, really yeah. cool. Were, you, you and I uh, stated five times tonight the generation we're from, and uh, Noel as well. It's so cool to see because I feel exactly as you do, Jerry Springer. I think this stuff is outstanding. This isn't oh, like this is, that's pretty yeah. good. This is like really good stuff. <laughs> I'm never going to cool. sing "Blowing in the Wind" again because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but it's it's neat, Ellie and Lauren. For me to watch my reaction and my buddy Jerry Springer's <laughs> reaction to your music, because you're like young people, it, it, it gives me it it, it makes me feel yeah. so good about the future. Mm. Yeah, I just want to say no. That means a lot I, because coming from, um, if you allow my elders, that I always want to make you all proud yeah. because I know what it took. You you don't you all didn't have all of the technology to record and <laughs> share, you know, like we do. Um, and you all still made it happen. <laughs> and so to hear you all say that, hey, you all are doing a great job. The future is secure with it in you all's hands, based on the type of music we make, like. To me, that is such that is such a part of the reward in what it is that we do. You know, I, I that means a lot more than you well, know. Well, let me add one specific, Ellie and Lauren. One specific, 
I, I've been watching because I'm working on a project, uh, documentaries on YouTube about mm -hmm. the 60s and the folk explosion, this rebirth mm -hmm. that happened in the 60s. And I watched one today about Greenwich Village and Noel, you're in it. And Peter Yarrow interviewed in it. And it's about the importance of Greenwich Village in New York as an epicenter for both movements and the music that worked on those movements. Mm -hmm. So in watching that, Lauren and Ellie, I saw a raft of 60s folk performers. I've already rattled off some of them. Odetta, yeah. Richie Havens. Uh, the uh, Pete Seeger, the Weavers, the list goes on, Peter, Paul, and Mary, et cetera. And so in real time, like this afternoon, I was watching those folks from the 60s. Mm. I listened to your music. <laughs> Just to emphasize this point, I'm like, dude, this stuff today that I heard, this stuff I heard tonight matches that. It's mm. better than a lot of that. And yeah. some of that was phenomenal so it's not like well you're better than them it's yeah, that yeah. you're you're in the game yeah. well we also using... we have to we have to allow for the fact that technology has provided us with a new yeah. a new hoot nanny yeah. you know there yeah. is a new a new room now yeah. that yeah. we yeah. all operate out of and it is uh it's not age it's not age dependent mm -hmm. right. uh we have an opportunity i mean look we're, you know, we're, we have such an age disparity right here, but a real appreciation for the core of what it is we're talking about. True. And I think I got to say it, it's love at the heart of it all, you know, yeah. and yeah. we're just finding different ways to speak to our constituents uh, about the importance of it? that love in all of our relationships to one another. So, yeah. 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 And this I is. With, with the kind words you said about us, uh, it should be noted that we tried. There is there are a group of our generation that really, really tried, but we have not succeeded. No. And it, this is a journey. And the chances are not to discourage anyone, but your generation won't reach total success either. Life is a journey. And this struggle, you know, with uh, Greenwich Village and Greenwich Village, frankly, was mostly a white experience. And it's like for African-Americans, this battle has been going on for 500 years, 400 years. Oh, I got to disagree with you, Jerry. When I was in Greenwich Village, you know, between Lynn Chandler and Lou Gossett, I mean, okay, then I, and, I stand corrected on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if if there was an egalitarian music society, it that was, was it. Greenwich Village in the '60s. I, stand I mean, we totally were in each other. We were yeah. in each other's back pockets, in each other's front lawns. Here, yeah. <laughs> we I, I guess I'm and hanging I, out. I, absolutely, you're right. I, I guess I'm uh, in my mind, I'm referring to the culture at the time. When we say things go mainstream, oh, what yeah. we're really saying is that all of a sudden white kids started paying attention. Oh, yeah. That's what I got, meant. I mean, Not the you're performance. Total, you're, you're totally you're right. right about because the attendance, I got to say, in Greenwich Village in the 60s was white kids from Brooklyn with uh, with shower clogs on pretending they were beatniks. Exactly. I mean, that was, yeah, but, and that's but what they, I guess, yeah. But they learned a lot. To. They learned a lot and they saw the fact that there was a relationship between all of us musicians. It was just, I don't know, palpable. Yeah. So this generation, pray God you just continue this journey. Amen. That, Amen that's that. constantly going to have to go on. We're never there. Democracy never is achieved. It is a process of trying to make the world better. We will continue, hopefully, to do that, to do that, to do that. So let's uh, emphasize how how people can do that. And when, let's bring Liz yeah. Sunday back in. Uh, Liz Sunday is Noel's daughter, and uh, you know, a very key person in music to life. Its whole evolution. And uh, we have already said we can if you go to jerryspringer.com, the website for this podcast, you are going to see links to purchasing. This is the first thing we urge our listeners to do. Please buy Hope Rises 2. And number two, 
They've got some cool merch too. And I think we've got links up for that as well. Back to music to life links. that will take you back there. <clears throat> and then third, Liz, the, the third thing they can do is join the rollout of this, right? Can you tell a little bit more about that? Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, so we have a we have an incredible show coming up on Thursday night um, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where 15 of the 16 artists will be with us in a in a Zoom style quick lightning round. Nice. Everybody gets like a four or five minute platform and a one minute kind of video clip. And we're just going to go around the table, but not only with dad. And obviously Lauren and Ellie will be there too, but we have two of our pan. We had an absolutely amazing group of uh, review panelists uh, listen to all this music. Cause you know, we went from almost 300 songs to 16. So this was like yeah. crazy. Wow. And two of our review panelists, Maya Jupiter, who's an amazing, oh my God, she's an amazing, um, amazing artist, hip hop artist and um, Australia. Uh, yes. Australian. Uh, and she also started a, um, an entertainment company called Artivist. So she's amazing. Um, and then um, Simon Tam, uh, whose band The Slants sort of brings awareness to um, sort of Asian Americans and, and their struggles in this country. And he also has a foundation and works with um, artists across sort of genre and and race and issue area and so he's amazing so both of them so they will be there with dad on thursday and we'll just be going around the table let's with, give uh, a date it's thursday november oh, it's, so sorry it's th it's literally this thursday it's thursday november 10th 7 30 p.m eastern and and again i think you have it on your website yep um yeah but yes, yeah you can it will be facebook live so you know as long as you are tuning in via Facebook. Um, so actually I'll make sure we just got that link today. So let me just make sure that you guys have that too. Cause that's an easy one. If you just click on our Facebook. And Liz, for to people to, to get involved with music to life, to donate money, obviously if they buy hope rises too, that helps your organization. It does. Uh, but uh, you have a website, correct? I mean, where would you ask us to send people? Yeah, sure. No, the website's great. And and it's got, there's lots of stuff there. So it's um, music, uh, tolife.org. Music, okay. tolife.org. That's an easy yeah. one. And, you know, honestly, we've got people who come in and work with us in all kinds of different ways, right? So we've got a very engaged, amazingly, really nice and non-agenda-driven, non-personal agenda-driven board. People that work within the nonprofit <laughs> yeah. world know what I'm talking about. Like these are super amazingly dedicated people to to this cause. So so there's that. You know, you can sort of think about joining us in that kind of way. We use volunteers all the time. We have mentors. Um, you know, we're about to launch an eight month accelerator for artists to to actually. We've got matching grant money for them, and we use um, we have a lunch and learn series where we pull in mentors to kind of be involved with them. Like we have just. All, if, if you want to kind of touch this next generation of artists in some meaningful ways, then we have all kinds of ways for you to. Do we got to thank we got to thank Jerry and Gene too. Mm -hmm. You guys have just been such great supporters of Music to Life. I mean, going yeah. back to the Cincinnati uh, living room, you know, and a yeah. chance to <laughs> present some artists there. Oh yeah. Well, Jerry said. I remember Jerry sat around a kitchen table with us in New York and said, "All right, so fine. So if there are activist artists, come and find them in Cincinnati." And at the time i had nobody in our roster who was who i would have considered an activist artist but it was like all right we're putting our money where our mouth is so we came to cincinnati ended up with 25 four of whom showed yeah. up in that living room yeah, um we had a we had a rap artist working on gun violence we had a classically trained violinist working on suicide prevention we had a folk artist doing environmental work and we had you know, Casey and Crystal, right? Yeah, who were yeah, doing yeah. their who were doing their kind of bluesy, boy, just amazing, jazzy <laughs> stuff. And they they were creating a civil rights soundtrack for the city of Cincinnati. Liz, yeah. I hope you're writing a book. <laughs> no, I, I mean, have been told. I have been told you that. really should because you've touched, you know, we just talk in generalities, but you have literally touched all these different kind of artists and 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 all these people with their dreams and giving them a place to go to pursue them. 
She's so, only uh, just begun. Yeah. But no, I it's true. I, I'm signed copy you. and yeah. uh, a free copy. Thank you very much. That's, yeah. Well, you'll hear more. You'll hear more. Jerry knows we've got stuff like Songs Across America, National Broadcast Program. Yeah. We've got all kinds of things up our sleeves. So we, we, we've only just, we've only just begun for sure. But well, it's all about the artist for me. So thank you guys very, very much. Thank you, uh, Noel Paul Stuckey, Liz Sunday, Lauren Mm -hmm. Adams, Ellie Grace. Uh, This has been wonderful. Again, I urge our listeners, please please go to jerryspringer.com or you can go to music2life, the two is T-O, dot org. And uh, buy, please, Hope Rises 2 and buy their merchandise and uh, sign up, uh, join their event on Thursday night, November 10th. By the way, uh, guys, our podcast rolls out into the audio archive, which is where people, and it goes on the platforms, various ways people hear podcasts on this Thursday, coinciding with that early in the day. So uh, we'll be up in time for if anybody hears, uh, as people hear us on that day, they may join your event. So, and this has been a treat to us. I mean, no kidding. This is not just well. Thanks for being with us. We have a great show for you tonight. No, this is this is really. You guys were wonderful. And And Noel, God love you. He's playing. playing I'm playing the outro, baby. Okay. (laughs) And by the way, tune in safely. (laughs) Tune in next week, and you will hear Jerry analyze the election results because we're recording this on the eighth, which is election day, November 2022. And the tears will be real. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys all next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all. What a collection of talent. You guys. Thank wonderful you. guys. Great. Good to meet you, Lauren and oh, Ellie. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Oh, Liz. Right. I so I'll talk to you, Liz. Thank you. You guys, it's it's you're the reason. You are the reason. <laughs> you are the reason. Thank you, Nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>